Let's go to our, our series today. We've been talking about how to build a spiritual wall of protection around our life. And we talked about this wall of protection will spare us from all types of trouble that other, otherwise would try to invade our life. And we're going to talk about that. The first layer that we need to have around our life is the Word of God, listening to the Word, right? Not only reading it, but listening to the Word because faith comes by what? hearing. And if you're going through a particular situation, what do you need to hear about that? Well, whatever God said about it in his words, and he builds our faith up so we can get into that. Now faith is that by Jesus, uh, in Jesus' name, I have it. I believe I receive it when I pray. And you just praising God till it happens, right? Then also, we, we are to pray how often? Get in the word how often? How often do I say this to you? Daily. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. But uh, that's just my job uh, because we can get so busy in life that all of a sudden you thought you were on uh, your right reading plan and the U version, you're like, how'd those two days get away from me? And, uh, you know, we just need to continue to be consistent. Then quickly repent, receive forgiveness, and then extend forgiveness. That's so important of what we're talking about today. We're talking about four different angles of forgiveness. First of all, we talked about repent when you miss it, quickly Quickly repent before God and receive forgiveness from God. Then number two, and we're going to find out the definition of forgiveness, and we're going to see how God forgives us. Then we, if we've erred in any way toward someone else, we quickly go and ask for forgiveness. And we're going to see later on that don't let the sun go down on your anger. No, Get it right. You've got till this evening to get it right. And some of you are glad to have daylight savings. You have another hour to get it right. No, get it right as soon as you can. Then number three, we're talking about quickly forgive yourself. You know, you are you wherever you go. And if you're hurt, everywhere you go, you're going to say, why is it everywhere I go, there's always hurtful situations. Well, because you're there. If you... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we say, oh, no, <laughs> uh-oh. But, um, no, we have to, you know, receive forgiveness from ourselves and then extend forgiveness like, like God would have us extend forgiveness and forgive ourselves. That, that hasn't been something that's been talked about too often. Is we need to let ourselves off the hook based upon what God has done in his word. We're repentant. We receive forgiveness. So, and then, then uh, we forgive others as well, and I'll talk about that more. And as you have these layers of the wall of protection around you, do you know that you're not having to go through some things that other people are having because their, their, their bridge is out, their hedge is open, and, and the enemy's coming in to bring steal, kill, and destroy? There's, there's tons of things that could have happened in our life. If we didn't stay in that secret place of the Most High, and if we didn't stay consistently reading the Word, consistently assembling, consistently praying, and quickly forgiving. Quickly. Today we're talking about ask for forgiveness from others. When we get serious with God, we will be led to go to certain people and get things right. We just will be. You can't hurt someone else and God not deal with you about it. How do I know if I've hurt someone else? Well, you had a harsh word. Your conscience, you know, just sort of got on you. And the Holy Spirit's in our spirit. And our spirit is the voice of our, or the 
conscience is a voice of our spirit. So when our spirit senses I just did something wrong, you go get it right. There's times that, that I, I feel like I've stepped over the bounds, maybe in a word or something, and, um, and I knew it was right for me to get it right with that person as soon as I, I could. So a lot of, there's been times where I go up to that person and I say, listen, I, I want to apologize to you because I felt like I stepped over the bounds and I ask you to forgive me. And a lot of times they'll say, I didn't, even, I didn't even realize it. See, I was forgiving not just for that person. I, I, I was receiving forgiveness for myself. I had a, actually a particular person that came up to my wife and I talking about forgiveness in between services and apologized to us that they had uh, something I said that, that they were just like, it was so foolish that I took it the wrong way. I'm telling you, there's a lot of times we don't even know what we're doing, and, and it's a test on the other side for the person receiving that. But it's, I, I, you know, that person could have come up immediately, and we could have gotten that straight immediately. But if you just let things build up and accumulate, it's going to begin to destroy your soul. It's going to begin to wear you down, your mind, your will, and your emotions. So quickly ask for forgiveness. Quickly get things done right get it right. Ephesians 4 and verse 25 says, therefore, rejecting falsehood, listen, whether it's lying or defrauding, telling half-truths, that's called being slick. Like you're, you're in the presence of somebody and they say something, but it just, something just isn't right. Spreading rumors, that would be gossip. I am going to have you do something today, even though we're social distance. No, no, we'll just do it together. Say, say it with me. Mind your own business. Say it with me. I have a full-time job on my hands. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. So speak the truth, each one with his neighbor and we are all parts of one, one another, and we are all parts of the body of Christ. Be angry at sin. Be angry at immorality. Be angry at injustice and ungodly behavior. Be angry, yet do not sin. Do not let your anger cause you to shame, nor allow it to last until the sun goes down. The clock is ticking on some of you that haven't received forgiveness, given forgiveness, uh, asked for forgiveness. And you're, you're, you're weighted down. You're weighted down. And today is your day of forgiveness. Today is your day of forgiveness in one fashion or another. I'll mention that in just a minute. But don't let your heart be hardened and keep things accumulating. We all make mistakes, right? Regardless of why, as soon as we're aware of it, get it right with God. And then get it right with people when it's, you know, when, when it's appropriate. 1 John 1, 9 again says, it, it says, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to do what? Forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. See, when, when we have unconfessed sins before God, it's just weighting down our conscience, things we did. We stepped out of love, we, of the love walk, or, or we stepped out of faith, or or whatever it might be, you know exactly what I'm talking to you about right now. That thing. 
That's what I'm talking about in the arena of forgiveness. When we don't extend forgiveness for ourselves or receive forgiveness for ourselves, you know the word says in Numbers 32, 23, be sure your sin's going to find you out. And it's got some wages with it. There'll be death manifested in certain ways. I'm not trying to scare us into forgiveness today, but the Bible says that too. And the word also says in Mark 4, 22, there is nothing hidden that will not be revealed. I thank God he covers us. I thank God as soon as we miss it, we get it right before God, before someone else, for ourselves, and toward others. By quickly repenting and confessing and submitting to the cleansing power of Jesus' blood, we will receive forgiveness and mercy, and it will help our soul stay free. And we'll have a clear and clean conscience. If something is weighting your conscience down, what is that weighting your conscience down? You know what that is. Proverbs 6.32 says, whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks heart and understanding Whoever commits adultery lacks moral principle and prudence, and he who does it is destroying their own life, their soul, their mind, their will, their emotions. Wounds and disgrace will he get, and his reproach will not be wiped away. Boy, that's a scripture uh, the world wants to run from. However, it's still true. And I've seen people come from all types of walks and far away from God, as you can imagine, and A lot of times if people are living together and they hear messages like this from the word, the full counsel of God, we've had people say, listen, we we realize that what we're doing is not right. We want to make it right. We, We want to go ahead and get married. You hear that? We need messages just like this. Thank God, though. Let's all um, comfort one another. When I ask this question, raise your hand with me. How many have ever missed it in any way? All right, then. I have no right to judge you. Get that thing right in your life, in your conscience. Your conscience will be well, and you'll have peace that passes all understanding. Now, I'm getting ready to... Each time I teach on forgiveness, I keep bringing back what is forgiveness because we're renewing our mind on this. Forgiveness according to God, Rick Renner said, and he studies Greek and Hebrew, and he says, this word means to set free. When you go before God with something you did, guess what God does? When you confess your sin, you receive his forgiveness, then what happens? We get set free. God lets it go. God releases that. He discharges it. He liberates us completely. And in a secular sense, it means to cancel a debt or releasing someone from the obligation of a contract or commitment or promise. What does forgiveness mean? It means to forfeit any right to hold a person captive to a previous commitment or wrong they have committed. In essence, the word forgive is a picture of totally freeing and releasing someone Oh, I am so glad I am free today before my God. As I stay before him in the word and in prayer and I examine my heart, I walk in my heart and my conscience is clean. That's the best way to let God deal with you. Get it right before him, then get it right before them. In essence, words forgives means 
of totally freeing and releasing. A modern paraphrase of the Greek word here means let it go. When you go before God, it's time for you to realize God has forgiven you and God's saying, let it go now. Let it go. There's times that, that we need to go before someone else. They might not have this revelation what forgiveness is. It's not our responsibility to demand their forgiveness. We ask for their forgiveness. Whether they forgive us or not will be up to them. But I know at least I've done the right thing. And your revelation might be different in the area of forgiveness. And don't throw that revelation in their life by saying, you know, I am asking you to forgive me. So therefore, you're releasing me now. Let it go. Stop getting on my case. No, (laughs) you're missing it again. Why? Because forgiveness has to do with the past. Forgiveness is not holding something someone has done against them, and it's letting it go. You can offer forgiveness whether or not the other person receives it or even knows it. I didn't know about that situation this morning, and they apologized. They realized they had missed it. They totally took something, was intended for this. They totally took it a different direction. So that's forgiveness, whether people receive it or not. Reconciliation, though, has to do with the present. It means the other person apologizes and accepts forgiveness. It's wonderful when you've erred before someone in some particular way, and you go to them and you say, listen, I'm so wrong. I was totally wrong. I ask you to forgive me. And what, what a wonderful thing it is when someone says, I forgive you. Might take a little time to gain some trust back in that person because trust is sort of the third factor that has to do with the future. It means the other person has demonstrated through his or her behavior they are worthy of your trust. I mean, for instance, if someone had a key to my house or say a key to this church and combos to this church and we found out that they stole and they repented, and they asked for forgiveness, I would, I would forgive them. But I also change the keys in the church. And also, if they've taken some things of value, they need to pay that back. Mike's saying, but God released that debt. I'm not talking about that. This is God's stuff here. We're good stewards over it in Jesus' name, right? So trust has to do with the future, has to be demonstrated in the person in order for trust to be regained over time. There's just some things in my life that um, I received, for, or I, um, someone hurt me very bad. You know, you, in the ministry... <laughs> It's people business, so we love people so much. It's amazing how people act sometimes. It's amazing how, how people can just tell a person next to you, he's not talking about you right now. <laughs> However, he might be. No, I'm just kidding. 
I was somewhere recently, and someone said, man, you have a lot more gray hair than last time I saw you. I said, well, I know in the church who did that one, and then I know who did that one. And, uh, you know, the word says in, in Proverbs, if you have gray hair, you know, it could denote wisdom, although it might not. I know some gray-haired people that are just downright foolish. Well, I don't know why I went there. But anyway, we define forgiveness. Man, God lets it go. This is how we're forgiven by God. And it's how God expects for us to forgive. And then, for instance, you want to get something right with a person. We, we've dealt with marriages all the time where, where they needed some help and some advice. So they come before us, and one of the questions I like to ask is, first of all, are you 100% in? And if one isn't 100% in, I'd say, why? What's the issue? we got to talk about this. If we can't get them to the place where they're 100% ready to fight for that relationship and do what it takes to change and to learn and to modify, we cannot help that other person that does not want to reconcile. You can't. And sometimes they're hurt to the point where they need, they need counseling. We refer people to uh, some good resource of counseling just almost all the time now. We can work out some things, but this is Ephesians 4.32 says, Make a clean break with all cutting, backbiting, profane talk. I don't hear anybody saying, Amen. Uh, be gentle with one another, be sensitive, forgive one another. Listen, forgive one another quickly and thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. Do you want God to get you uh, to not let it go for us? That's terrible. I don't like, I don't like anybody to have any type of accumulation of, of unforgiveness about me. Come on, we've all felt hung, though. Try to get it right. But thank God for his forgiveness. That's the way we're going to forgive other people. Ephesians, I mean, Colossians 3.13 says, So chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. And this wardrobe is compassion. You can wear compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength. Discipline, be even-tempered with, with being second place, quick to forgive an offense, quick as quickly, forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you, and regardless of what else you put on, wear love. You can come up to talk to somebody. You can tell if they're wearing. <laughs> you can tell if they're wearing the flesh. You can tell if they're wearing the fruit of the spirit. Wow. If you're, hard, if you're hard to get along with, you need to change your outfit. If you're harboring unforgiveness, you, you got, it, it's, 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 it's destroying your soul. C.S. Lewis said, a Christian is not one who never goes wrong or does wrong, but one who is unable to repent Get forgiveness and begin over again after each stumble because of the inner work of Christ. Sin cannot be forgotten or just dismissed. It must be removed. 
And only through appropriating the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the shed blood cleanses our conscience from any type of dead works to serve the living God. When you get forgiveness from God, what does he say about that? He says in Isaiah 43, 25, I, this is God speaking to you this morning. He said, I, yes, I alone, I'm going to blot out your sins for my own sake, and I'm not going to remember them or think about them ever again. And we need to get that revelation of forgiveness so much in our life that as soon as we go before God for something, you missed it. We thank God. It's gone. It's removed. It's over. He canceled that debt because he paid for it with his shed blood. He that knew no sin was made to be sin for me and for you so that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And then we go and get it right with other people, whether they release us or not. And then you be soft about it too. And you could even say if they didn't uh, forgive you, they didn't release you at that moment, you could say, if you would just allow me to prove myself over time. Please watch me over time. I mean this. Psalm 103.12 says, He, God, doesn't treat us as our sins deserve. Someone ought to say amen on that. Nor pay us back in full for our wrongs as the highest heaven over the earth. So strong is his love to those who fear him. And as the sun rises from the sunset, he has separated us from our sins. Ephesians 4.27, Do not give the devil an opportunity to lead you into sin by holding a grudge. By holding unforgiveness, it's hurting. Listen, there's some people that repent. They know they receive forgiveness from God. Whether you forgave them or not, they're, they're walking free. The person that you're upset about, they're just free. But you're still bound. So it's your choice. What are you going to do? I'm not saying it's easy. <laughs> Lord knows I've had, them, I've had some doozies. How many have some doozies? Boy, I had some doozies. Don't hold a grudge or nurture anger or harbor resentment or cultivate bitterness. Billy Graham said, in one bold stroke, forgiveness obliterates the past and permits us to enter the land of new beginnings. It's a new day. Edwin Lewis Cole said, the pattern of the prodigal son in Luke 15 is rebellion, ruin, sin has wages, Repentance, forgiveness, reconciliation, and restoration. Let's go to Luke chapter 15 and read about the parable of the lost son. This will illustrate what I'm talking about today real clear. Luke 15, 11, I'll be reading this in New Living Translation, says, To illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate right now before you die. Well, that's, that's nice. Good Jesus. But if you're spiritually young, you can be very demanding. And when you're spiritually young, you could, you, 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 if, you stay in that, if you stay in that spiritual undeveloped area, you'll cry until you get your way. You'll cry until someone feeds you, changes you,
The younger son told the father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between the two sons. So he divided the wealth between the two sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings, moved to the distant land, and there he wasted all of his money in wild living. About that time, his money ran out. A great famine swept over the land, (laughs) and he began to starve. How many have ever had a piling up period in your life? Where if it wasn't one thing, it wasn't two things, it wasn't three things. That's where we examine our conscience and say, devil, shut up, you're a liar. In Jesus' name, get out of here and stop messing with me. I'm clean before my God. I'm walking in the love of God, so therefore I'm right with God. And and you have no right, you have no right to come into my domain. And I do that daily on behalf of all of you, by the way. My wife and I do. I bind hell in my domain and I lose heaven. And I rebuke any foul spirit that would try to attach itself to any of us. Say it with me, I am free, or you might say, I'm getting ready to be free, because I'm going to take us through a prayer that's going to release some things today. So his money ran out, then there was a famine that came over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into the fields to fig the pigs, and even the pigs' food looked, looked good. I'm not talking about pigs in the blanket, I'm talking about pig what they ate, junk. Number 17, when, when he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, you know, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and I'm here dying of hunger. Now listen to this. Verse 17, the first part of that verse, it says, when he finally came to his senses. When he finally came to his senses, when he finally came to his senses, you can't help someone that doesn't finally come to their senses. As bad as you want it, I tell you what, don't take the God complex on you, no, because you need to realize people at all kinds, different levels, and if you do what you had on your heart, you walked in humility about it, you come to your senses, you're going in a different way. Well, there's someone else maybe in your life. They haven't come to their senses yet. Teen Challenge deals with issues like that, and Hannah's Haven does. There are some there for the right reasons, but there's also some that come to those places at times for the wrong reasons. What's the wrong reason? Well, it's either that program or jail. Well, doesn't mean that person's broken. That person's trying to have an easier route. But... I thank God when he finally came to his senses. Father, I believe for all those in our life, in Jesus' name, that they finally come to their senses. Father, even if it's children involved, Father, you said if we would raise up a child in the way that should go, when he gets old, he will come to his senses or her senses, and they'll come back home. Father, draw them by your Holy Spirit like you're drawing us. Draw them to receive Jesus. Draw them. Draw them to get it right. Rededicate their life. Draw them like only you can. Now, let's tear off blinders from anyone that, that's the case. You know, the word says, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. I, I 
tear off those blinders in Jesus' name. And I loose those people in my life that are dear to me, that are not going in the right direction. And we thank God they're going to finally come to their senses because the, the, those blinders have been torn off and God is drawing. So be expecting they're coming home. So this prodigal son turned from his wrong direction. That's repentance. So he returned home to his father. Interesting note here. And while he was still a long way off, what posture did his dad have? His father saw him coming. I believe without taking too much liberty, I believe that father was expecting his son to come back home every day. What are you expecting? Oh, here they go again. They're they're never going to turn around. They're, they're just in bad shape. Wait a minute. They need you not to forget. They need you not to give up on them. No matter what it looks like, we're praying for them. We're tearing off blinders. We're sending perfect labors, and we're expecting them to come to themselves. They are coming home. What's your posture every day? I'm expecting. Could happen at any moment. I'm expecting. Maybe God's talking to you today. Maybe you're that son or that daughter that needs to come home. God's expecting your return. He, he was filled with love and compassion. The father was filled with love and compassion, not bitterness and unforgiveness. You know, it just comes to the point, I don't care what you did. Just come back home. Just receive forgiveness. Just be released from that. But now repent, turn, go in a different direction so it doesn't take you down again. So he returned home to his father while he was still a long way off. His father saw him coming, filled with love and compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, kissed him. And his son said to him, Father, I have sinned. Repented, came home, acknowledged his sin against the father and against heaven. And I am no longer worthy to even be called your son. He got it right. But the father said to the servants, quick, bring the finest robe and in, the, in his house and put it on him. Get a ring. That signet ring tells you it, 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 it represents who you are. He's coming back. To come alongside his father, to become what he is, not what he was. Totally changed. He's got a new ring, got a new robe, changed his clothes, didn't he? He got some sandals too. And kill the calf we have fattened. We must celebrate with a feast for this son of mine was dead and now he's returned to life. He was lost, but now he's found. So the party began. They were excited. Now, the, the older son had, a, had a, some issues he needed to overcome. How many know you can have all the wealth in the world and still be miserable? If you're not forgiving somebody, you're holding something against someone, it's eating you alive. The older brother, meanwhile, the older uh, son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard the music and dancing in the house, and he, was at, he asked one of the servants, what is going on? Your brother's back, they told him. And your father has killed the fatted calf, and we're celebrating because of his safe return. Well, great, I'm going to come and join you all. I'm excited for my brother. Is that what happened? No. Don't ever 
How do I say this? Never say to anyone, go to hell. That is so foul. Hell is a terrible place. And why would we hold something against somebody that they repented, they're sincere, they're coming back, they'll have to prove themselves over time for sure, but wouldn't you be excited that someone who was dead in a lifestyle came back and came home? Come on, how many have ever rededicated your life to Jesus Christ? Come on. But you came to yourself. His father said, son, look. You've always stayed with me. I've already given you half of you know, the inheritance and everything I have is yours. We have to celebrate this happy day because your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he's found. Stand with me, please. Forgiveness could be summed up in these few words. It's simply a decision to cancel a debt. Now, in Christ, that has already happened for you. But have you asked and received it? I want us all to pray together right now. Let me pray a general prayer. Father, we've heard your word concerning forgiveness. Father, we've heard your word concerning getting it right before you. And we're first going to do that. Let's all say, Father... If I've erred in any way, and some of you are going to say, I have erred in that way. I need to get that right. Come on, put your finger right on it. You know what it is. You know what that conscience is. You know what's causing you to be upset. Say, Father, I'm sorry. I repent. Turning from those ways. I ask you to forgive me now. I receive forgiveness. I'm so thankful that you let it go. Paid in full. Let's pray this. Now, Father, let's all pray. Say, Father, I've missed it concerning this person. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to give me wisdom. I ask you to, to give me the right words to say. Prepare the hearts of that person that I've uh, erred against in Jesus' name. Forgive me, Father. And Father, right now, it's time that some in this room forgive themselves of things of their past because God wants us to forgive just like Him. Say this with me, Father, I'm so sorry. I'm wrong. I repent. I receive your forgiveness. And Father, I forgive myself now. Shame, I command you to get. Guilt, I command you to get. Thank you for your word healing me. Thank you for your presence healing me. Thank you for the healing word this morning. Father, there's people that have done me wrong. Right now, I just let them go by faith. I forgive them whether they come to ask me for forgiveness or not. I, 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 I forgive them now. I'm not going to hold anything against anyone. Thank you, God. I have been set free. 
in Jesus' name. Come on, let's let God do a little bit of healing this morning. So just praise God that we're free and something, something was appropriate to you this morning, I'm sure. And just thank God. Thank God for that forgiveness. Thank God. There's healing in forgiveness. There's the healing of your mind and your will and your emotions. And there's, there's, there's freedom in forgiveness. Thank you, God. And even for those who do not forgive us when we ask them to, help us by the grace of God to live out this salvation in Jesus' name. I want to pray the prayer of salvation now for those of you who might have never received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Would you bow your heads with me one more time? Father, draw those by your Holy Spirit that are here or online to Jesus. We tear off blinders. We're perfect laborers here today to just minister this gospel. I want us all to pray this prayer out loud for those who need it this morning. Actually, every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here and you need that prayer this morning, raise your hand, please, so I can see it. It's private between me and you right now. Faith is in action. You're online. You ought to be raising your hand now if you need to. Put your hands down. Say, God, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he died on the cross for all of my sins. I believe on the third day, you raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus, you're alive. You're the Savior of the world. You are Lord. God, I ask you now to forgive me all my wrongs. I receive your forgiveness. I want to become new. I receive your life and your nature. I thank you that I'm born again. In Jesus' name. Amen.